Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial quarterback. Whether you've had years of success in your business or are just starting out, DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family and guide you toward the fulfillment of that goal. As they say, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your virtual family office. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. Today, we're going to be talking about what a virtual family office really is. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm just great, Eric. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Coming off of That's a great weekend and and had a little bit of warmer weather this weekend. It was just a teaser. Uh, it only happened you know, for a few hours on Sunday, but I will take it right. We got the car washed. So, (laughs) Oh, well, that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. It it warmed up here too. We're actually supposed to be in the fifties today, which is uh, rare for us, but Hey, the groundhog saw a shadow. So, you know, that's only about an hour, an hour away from me. Oh, really? Punxsutawney? Is that what that is? Yep. All right. Yeah. That, that sounds like a good time. I've always heard about it. Never been there, but I, I think that'd be kind of fun to attend. Have you ever been there? Not for the groundhog. I've been to Punxsutawney too, but uh, yeah, they get they get a couple hundred thousand people going to that thing. It's yeah. uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's a party. It's a big party. Yeah, no kidding. All right, today we're talking about what a virtual family office is, and a lot of people probably just don't know. I think they have a clue, you know, as far as what that means. But I think there's also probably a lot of misconceptions. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All so, right. Well, first off, I and I gave a little explanation in the first podcast of the family office, and but to just a little more detail, the family office, it's basically a wealth management advisory firm that's designed to serve ultra high net worth investors. So what they do is they offer a total outsourced solution to manage the financial and investment side of an affluent family's life and business. Mm-hmm. So they offer investment management. They may offer banking, budgeting insurance, charitable giving strategies, wealth transfer strategies, tax services, concierge services, those type of things. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a one-stop shop that a affluent family can go to and basically have all of those different areas taken care of for them. So that's a traditional family office is what you're saying? Correct. Got Correct. It. Okay. So the problems with the with the family offices again it's designed for ultra high net worth families so the fees in many of those cases can run to hundreds of thousands of dollars wow so what i found is that most small family owned businesses they need a lot of the same types of resources mm-hmm. but they, because they don't have a, they don't have access to them because of the cost. I mean, you know, most of them can't afford that hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees. And the other problem with the traditional family offices, most of those professionals they tend to be in house. They're employees, so they may not be the best of breed, or uh, they might not always be looking at the best interests of the client, depending on how that firm is actually structured mm-hmm. and, and what their role is. I mean, it could be. Something that's it just doesn't fit the needs of the family necessarily, but kind of fits the need of the family office. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Again, I think it depends on whether they take a fiduciary role or not. And that can vary. That can vary. You're never quite sure what you're running into with those. Gotcha. And, and I'm, I'm just thinking of a small family business. Like you said, I, I've known quite a few s- small family businesses that they really are second and third generation but they've kept it small. It's not something that they're 
they're not looking to expand. They're not looking to have this huge mark on the, you know, on their state or, you know, they're going nationwide with things. They really truly run a small family business and there's no way that they're going to be able to afford services that are running that high and fees that high because part of the entire plan for a family business is to pass it on to the next generation. And when you have fees that large, that makes it really difficult. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it's even not just the small, small businesses, but even those businesses that might be doing 10, 15 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. That's the fa- the traditional family office is still out of reach for them. And, but yet they still have those complex issues that they need to address. Yeah. Yeah. So w- what is it about a virtual family office that takes care of that or alleviates some of that cost? Well, the virtual family office, the idea is taking this concept of the family office, and because it's done virtually, it can be offered at a reasonable cost to the small business owner. So basically what I've done over the last 15, 20 years of being in business with family businesses is I've found a number of different professionals that I networked with who are experts in a lot of different areas. And what I do is I've basically vetted and partnered with a number of these outside experts who can help us to coordinate and execute a plan of action for the family and the business. Now, because they're not part of the firm, it's a separate relationship, but I can still bring them in when we have a solution and be able to quarterback that solution for the family. So it's taking, again, that whole idea of the family office, and because we're doing virtually, we can offer it at a much better fee than what the traditional family office can. Gotcha. So, and, and again, this kind of speaks to the, I believe you said best of breed or cream of the crop when it comes to the professionals that you're working with, you have choices beyond somebody sitting in the office next to you that, Oh, that's our, you know, our insurance guy, or that's our, whatever, you know, our state and a trust planning person, you, you're able to take a look and see what would fit best for that family. Even if it's somebody that maybe the last client you worked with didn't work with. You know, you, you have some choices out there. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm very diligent in trying to vet these people because I want people that can ha- always look at the best interests of the client. I'm looking at their, their character and I'm also looking at their competency and I'm also want to look at how they think and are they willing to step outside the box? Because many times the solutions aren't your traditional solutions. We might have to do something that's a little bit different that's out there to, to get the, the family the solution that they need. And so I want experts that also can say, look, I can, I, I can think broader than just, you know, X, Y, Z. Okay. So I, I got to be honest with you, Matt. It's the word virtual it always gets me a little bit because you think about virtual reality, right? Yes. Putting on these goggles and you're, you're, you're not really in the location. Now I've said for years Correct. that if they come out with a, 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 a bike, a, a stationary bike or a treadmill where I can immerse myself in a hike or riding a bicycle. And I truly feel like I'm in the place I'm riding a bicycle. I would exercise more, <laughs> but <laughs> That's- I would love that. Right. Because, Oh man, right. I'm in Nebraska. It's flat as a pancake here. If I could get on a treadmill and then feel like I'm hiking in the mountains, oh man, next to a river, oh, that'd be beautiful. So exactly. that kind of conjures up those ideas of it's, it's, I'm not really there, but 
you actually do meet with people physically. They actually get, you're not max headroom. You know, you're not this head in a box kind of thing, talking at them. You actually will meet with people, right? Oh, that's exactly right. And I think it's important to have FaceTime with clients and prospects because that's where you truly get a feel for the person. And so that's a real important aspect. But the beauty of being virtual is that I don't have to be there all the time. If a client is in another state, we can web conference at a time that's convenient for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can, uh, you know, the telephone is always available. Um, you know, you talked about the whole exercise concept, and this is already happening when you look at like Peloton or Mir. They're getting close, yeah. <laughs> They're getting much, much closer. Yeah, and yeah. so it's kind of the same concept where we don't necessarily always have to be there all the time, mm-hmm. but it is important, I, and I do believe in this, that at least once a year that we're getting together in person, face-to-face, because mm-hmm. again, there's no better way to develop that human connection. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that... The, the whole thing with virtual reality with me is I want that immersive experience. And I think that that's what we've talked about in that first podcast. And that's what you're kind of explaining now is that it is a truly immersive experience because you're identifying all the different needs the family has alongside them. You're, you're working as a team and then being able to bring in those other pieces. That's, you know, those other professionals, that's the immersive experience. I think anybody's looking for that. They know that they're going to be taken care of it. And you're not the attorney. You're not the CPA, but you have the team in place that you can surround this family with so that it is completely taking care of the needs for their next 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the next generation. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, one of the beauties of being virtual too is that they, I, I don't have to be there all the time. And what that does, that reduces cost. Not only to myself, but to the client. So I can offer these services at a much more affordable rate because I don't have the overhead that the traditional family office would have. And again, you know, it's also from a time standpoint. Most business owners are busy and they don't have time all the time to come into an to drive into an office, to park their car, to sit, wait in the waiting room, then have a 45 to an hour minute meeting, and then, you know, leave, drive back. You know, that can consume two, three hours out of their day. Mm-hmm. By being able to fill in with virtual meetings, we can be very time efficient and they can do it at the convenience from their office or from their home. Absolutely. So, so walk us through this. How, how does this work? Well, basically the first thing I do is I tap into my own experience, again, being part of a family practice. And then also over the last 20, 25 years working with family businesses in different, many different roles. I think I mentioned the last time that I'd been in sales and again, a lot of little family, you know, machine shops, convenience stores, things like that. And then again, getting into financial services, started working with business owners. So I pull that experience and the experience of those business owners. So I know the challenges that they face is that's kind of the first step of the, mm-hmm. of the process. So, and I'm actually going to go into more detail in subsequent podcasts about my five-step process. But just to highlight it right now, the first step of that process is I want to sit down with all the interested parties. So not just the business owner, but with family members, maybe key employees, whoever might be a part of that business and help them to create a, a vision for the family, for the individuals, and for the business. I think the one thing that's missed many times is there's 
we have financial capital that's in a business, but there's also human capital, not only in the business, but in the family. And the human capital is actually much more valuable than even the financial capital. Mm-hmm. So we want to address all of those, all of those people that are involved to try to create a common vision. So that's really the first step. So then in the second step, I want to look at what their current situation is. What or where do they stand now? Are they addressing anything within this vision? Are there shortfalls, which most of the time there are? Okay. Mm-hmm. So once I'm able to do that, then we can start to formulate a plan or as I like to call a roadmap to guide them toward their vision. Because I, the reason, I don't know if you remember the old uh, AAA trip tickets. No. What are those? Oh, you must be much younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a kid, we would go to the beach every year and my dad would go to AAA and they would give him what was called a trip ticket. And in that trip ticket, they would have, um, it was a map and they would basically outline the route that you would take to go to wherever you, if we were going to Avalon, New Jersey, they would outline the roads that we should take, but they'd also mark like, Hey, there's construction in this area. Mm. You may want to detour in this area. So they'd help you to find the best route. But the beauty of the trip ticket was because you had a map, if you ran into something that was unexpected, you had the map that was there to say, here's where we can detour to avoid this. And so that's how I look at these financial plans is really as kind of a roadmap that we're constantly working on and, and adapting as life changes. So that's the third step. So then in the fourth step, we go to implement the plan. And what the other thing I want to look at is I want to address any risks that may arise. Death, divorces, Mm -hmm. uh, disability, anything like that. We want to make sure that we're planning ahead and putting things in place that can help us, you know, the resources in place to help us to navigate around those challenges that that client may face. So then the fifth part of the step is then again to monitor and make adjustments as life changes and the problems arise. So again, as we're implementing the plan, we may bring in outside professionals, but then as we monitor and make adjustments, I can also bring these outside experts in when needed. And then what I do is I coordinate or quarterback the solutions with these experts. So basically, I tell clients, think of me as your 411 when you need information and your 911 when you have an emergency. There you go. And then a general GPS. I mean, that's kind of what you're explaining with the the trip tickets, right? You've got exactly. the, uh, the GPS that you can say, Here, here's a thing. We're probably going to take a little detour or, or we always like it when say rerouting, recalculating route. Well, we're exactly. going to do some recalculations because things happen, right? I mean, you brought up death and divorce and other things. I mean, there's, there's things that happen that are out of our control completely. And then there are things that are in our control that are positive or negative, right? So maybe somebody's going to get married. Maybe somebody's going to adopt a child or there's, or they're going to have a baby Man, all these things are, you know, there's positives and negatives that we just have to be prepared for. And nobody can be fully prepared, especially for a child. <laughs> that'll, exactly. that'll, really, that'll really change your life. But it's nice to know that you've got the, the bank behind you, if you will. I'm just, I'm using air quotes on a podcast, which of course you can't see, but the, <laughs> the, the bank of experts behind you that can help you navigate that and, and pivot if you need to, or reroute or recalculate. That's, that's exactly right. And again, like I said, it's nice to have just one point of contact instead of you trying to figure out exactly where, where you need to go. 
you have access to all of these different experts that are out there and, and you just call me and I can tie them in. Nice. That's great. Matt, the virtual office to me is again, as a business owner, and honestly, if you ask my wife as, as a somewhat a hermit, <laughs> you know, I lock myself in my office and I, I, I work and work and work and work and try to get everything done. And then I also like to just hang out at home with the family and, and I don't necessarily like to go places unless I really have to, which right. is a good and bad thing, but the virtual office intrigues me and I like the concept. I like what you're doing. Why do you think this is so important in today's day and age? Like right now? I mean, I know that the technology has changed to enable this really, really well. Like we're virtual right now. You and I are not in the same building. We're not in the same recording studio. We're, you know, probably a thousand miles away from each other at least, but we're able to do this. So why is this so important right now for families to be thinking about? Well, as I stated before, you know, most, most small business owners and family businesses, they have the same needs that the ultra high net worth family has. Mm -hmm. But again, they don't have access to the resources because of the cost. So being virtual allows me to bring that to those clients. But I think the other thing that's really important is most business owners, they don't have the time, the interest, or the expertise to manage every aspect of their business in their lives because they'd rather spend their time either in their businesses, with their families, or working in in their community. Mm -hmm. And so by doing it virtually, when they have something that kind of comes up, They don't have to worry about, again, hopping in the car, driving to an office, having a conversation where virtually, because of technology, we can do a webcast. I mean, one story, I had a client who owns a propane business, and I was actually at the beach with my family, and he had called with a problem, and I was actually sitting on the beach with my, um, and I had my my phone and my iPad, and so I was talking to him, and I was working through this uh, situation with him, and all of a sudden, he stops, he goes, what's that noise in the background? I said, well, that's the waves. He's like, you're on the beach. I said, yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you, and I said, no, dude. I said, this is, <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah. It doesn't matter where yeah. I am as long as I'm connected. Yep. Absolutely. So it gives them a lot of flexibility and it gives me flexibility too. So the I think the third thing is why it's so grounding is, is uh, these small business owners, they don't always anticipate what potential risks that they may face. And so, you know, by having somebody like me that has the experience and also is incorporating all these aspects of the family office, I can help them to start thinking about if these things might occur and mm-hmm. what can we do to mitigate them, you know, before they happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I gotta say that you brought up something uh, a moment ago. You said they'd rather spend their time working on their business, spending time with their family or spending time in their community. Exactly. And, oh man, I, I, there are so many studies out there that talk about the generational wealth of a family. And we're not talking about the Uber wealthy. We're not talking about, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, or a billion dollars in the, in the bank here. We're talking about wealthy families that have maybe a family business that, like we said before, second or third generation, they want to pass down not only the business, but their values. There are studies out there that will tell you that the, the most effective way to have the next generation take over a family business and do it successfully is by teaching them how to give back to the community as a family together. Exactly. So they, they understand philanthropy. They understand being a presence in their community and getting involved in their community, even if it's not necessarily giving to charities, but spending time or spend or giving time to charities mm-hmm. and really instilling that in 
future generations. And I know that you and I have spoken a little bit about that off air before, but I want to do a podcast on that. I really do. Is that something we oh, could do definitely. in the future? Okay. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, you know, multi-generational families, multi-generational businesses and how to kind of secure that for the future and some of the steps that, that your clients do. I, I want to hear some stories from what your clients are doing. And, and I've got some uh, from my end, from, from businesses that I've worked with before that have been very successful in that. I think that would be a, just a fantastic podcast. All oh, right. Definitely. Definitely. And, and just on that note, you know, and, and, and actually the next podcast, I'm going to start by kind of outlining the, the, the five-step process that I discussed earlier, nice. All right. but that vision, creating that vision, the idea really behind that is to take that whole multi-generational wealth process and bringing it to the small business owner, because it is something that's important to them. And especially with millennials nowadays, they are very, very charitably inclined. Absolutely. That's... They get bashed and, on a lot. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> they get bashed on a lot, but millennials, I think they care more about the community. They care more about the environment and they're really leading the way in, in helping to, you know, my generation to help us understand why it's so important to be involved instead of just nose to the grindstone, keeping my, you know, keeping my focus only in one spot and, and being able to give back in, in, in mm-hmm. big ways. So I, I oh, love exactly. the leadership they're showing. So that's great. Definitely. Definitely. I got three of them as kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, we have to talk nicely about them for sure. <laughs> oh, exactly. True. All right. So uh, kind of moving into, I know we're kind of wrapping this podcast up here in a few minutes, uh, but why should clients you know, or your prospects, you know, when, you're, when you're having this conversation, I don't know how to phrase this question real well, but why should they really care about a virtual office compared to uh, a regular family office? You know, besides price, we've talked about price point and all. But why should they really care at this moment? Well, you know, we named this pro- this podcast "Your Business, Your Life" because our lives, both personal and family, they revolve around their businesses, especially in the family business. And Mm -hmm. also their business revolves around their life and family. And the two really become inseparable. If there's a problem in one, there's going to be problems in the other. I agree. So so that's why there's a value in having a one point of contact for all your financial issues and knowing that in addition to that contact, you also have access to a team of experts that can help you to achieve your goals and to solve your problems. So I think it's having that, you know, again, understanding that our business is our life, our life is our business. And if we've got somebody who can kind of help us navigate all aspects of that, it's going to make our lives much easier. And again, free us up to do the things that are most important to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me, let me, you've said this a couple of times, you know, having that one point of contact, Correct. but let me ask you this as a small business owner, if I have a question about my taxes, right? I've got a quick question. I I saw something, a blip on the news. Can I reach out to the accountant that maybe you've hooked me up with, or is part of your team, or is that something where I have to go through you? Well, you could go directly to the CPA. I mean, most of my business owners have their own CPA. So like if you look on my website, I typically don't list the CPAs and attorneys because most of these small business owners already have one and they've already developed a relationship with them. But the one thing I do do is I do have them sign a release of information that allows me to talk to that that CPA or that attorney about their personal situation. Now they could go directly to them and that's fine too. But if it's easier for them, they can come to me 
and I can then get the answers that they need. So it it really depends on how they want to work it, but they have that flexibility that if they say, look, I just want to call Matt. And that's actually what many of my clients tell me. They like having that just one point of contact. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to, is this really a tax issue? A lot of times they think it might be, but they're not sure by coming to me, I can say this is, and let's, uh, well, I'll talk to the CPA about it, or it might not be and put the, uh, get them in an, another direction. Yeah. I love that. So you've got, you've got a deep bench, as we say, as far as Correct. the people that you've worked with and the professionals that you've, you've built and cultivated relationships with and, and have that trusting relationship with, but if a family already has a CPA that they've got a relationship with, you're willing, more than willing to work with them as well. You don't have to replace them. So you're not looking to replace any team members. You're looking to incorporate team members that they maybe don't have and also incorporate the team members they already have into one location and you being the main point of contact to get the job done. Exactly. And think of it as an enhancement to their current situation. There you go. That's a great word. All right, we are running out of time. What is the one thing, if you had one thing that you need to tell the audience that's listening out there, what's the most important thing they need to hear from today? Well, I think the key thing is to ask yourself a question, and that is, as a business owner, what is the value of having one point of contact for your financial, business, and personal concerns that can then free you up to spend time in your business, with your family, or in community? If you think that there might be value in something like that, then I would suggest contact us. You can go to our website. It's dfranvfo.com, and then that's D-I-F-R-A-N-V-F-O.com. And up at the top, there's a button that says schedule a 30-minute interview introductory call. One thing I offer to everybody is I will give anybody 30 minutes of my time, no obligation to assess your situation and see if there's any way that we might be able to help. And the one thing I promise, because I'm very much about providing value to everybody, is even if I can't help you, the one thing I promise is I will get you pointed in the right direction. So go to our website, Click a time to call. Be more than happy to chat with anybody. If you know anybody who might, that that question may resonate with, share this podcast with them and let them take a listen and they can uh, make an evaluation for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm excited about this next podcast. You're going to be diving into your five-step process, uh, but yes. maybe we, maybe we uh, add a step and that would be make the phone call, set up that 30-minute quick consultation to get to know Matt and see what it looks like to start that process. And again, Matt, thank you so much for your time today. I'm looking forward to the next podcast. No problem. I am too, Eric. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Matt comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It also makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 
The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or another qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. DeFrancesco Financial Concierge, LLC, doing business as DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training.